0: Well, we're starting this new uh, section in Luke's Gospel now, chapter 4, where we're looking at the temptation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, just to say that what we're going to look at now follows straight on from the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ. It follows straight on from verses 21 and 22 in chapter 3. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. Now then Luke is inspired to give the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. But chapter 4 follows straight on from that uh, baptism of Jesus Christ there's no gap between the two in Mark chapter 12 sorry chapter 1 and verse 12 we're told then that after the baptism Jesus was driven immediately by the spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil so here we are at the very beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ Uh, he's been baptized the heavens have opened the Spirit has uh, visibly descended on him in the form of a dove. Heaven has been opened and a voice has come from heaven. This is my Son. Remember the baptism of Jesus Christ, the triune God involved, the Spirit and the Father's voice. There's the Lord Jesus Christ coming out of the waters. He's in prayer. It's the very beginning of his ministry. He's been around for 30 years. What a life he's lived. But now, his public ministry will begin. And the triune God is involved there right at the start. I have to say this, God is fully committed to our salvation. Are we, am I this morning, fully committed to Him? Planned in eternity, Revealed in prophecy and type and shadow in the Old Testament. Put into effect in the Gospels. He came, he lived, he died and rose again. His baptism is a picture of the Gospel. He's come to wash away our sin. He's come to die for our sins, but he will rise again. It's a picture of salvation. I ask a question right at the start. Have you trusted in Jesus Christ? Are you still on this shifting sand? And the world must be a very frightening place for those who don't have a rock. And that rock is Christ. And that rock follows us, not in one location, but moving around with His people that we lean fully on Him. If you have lent on Him, keep leaning on Him. God fully committed to us. No reservation. Are we fully committed? committed to him. Well, what I want to do this morning is look at the first two verses of chapter 4 and make some general observations. So let me read them again. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil, and in those days he ate nothing and afterwards when they were ended he was hungry. So we'll just look at those two verses and think about three things. They all start with the letter C. In fact, they all start with C-O-N. We're going to look at the contrasts. We're going to look at the confrontation and we're going to look at the constant. First of all, Let's just think about the, the contrasts from two. For the Lord Jesus Christ So very, very quickly uh, He knew tremendous contrasts in His circumstances on the very same day. Let's remember who Jesus Christ is. He is the eternal Son of God. He's very God of very God. And that has never changed. In the incarnation, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. He's fully God, but he's also really a man. He's human, just like you and me. So he would feel the cold, he'd feel the heat. He'll feel full and satisfied. He will feel hunger. He can feel pain, sorrows and griefs, physically He's like you and me, one person, two natures, fully God, fully man, just like you and I. Of course, I have to add the great exception is no sin in him. In him was no sin. He knew no sin and he came to take away your sin and mine. Will you allow him to do that? Would you trust in Him, your biggest need is to have your sins forgiven. There is nothing more important in the whole of forever because forever is a long, long time. You know, I keep mentioning my age, don't I? 66 next month. 66. Where does the time go? That rock I showed the picture of, 4,000 years old, that rock will outlive me. But then there's the eternal rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. Time goes so quickly. you know. Forever. Think about forever and forever. What's a billion years? It's a speck. A specky nothingness in the vastness of forever. And that's what we have to contend with. And Jesus Christ came to make entry to heaven possible for you and for me. But here he is. Physically as a man, just like us, sin apart. And look at the contrast so very quickly for him. Physically, he's left a fertile, lush uh, river, uh, valley, uh, verdant and the the greenness. And now he's driven by the Spirit into a place that's barren and it's desert and it's a wilderness and it's dry and, and it's desolate And let's bear in mind at this point, I don't know where you, uh, well, I do know where some of you live and some of you know where I live and we all have homes of some form or another. You know, Jesus Christ was a poor man. Oh, what condescension. It would be one thing for God to come and to dwell in a palace, but he said to his disciples, Oh, foxes have their holes. The birds of the air have their nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere. Yeah, he never got a mortgage. Couldn't afford the deposit. Could have used his divinity to produce it, but uh, no, never for him. Always for you. Always for me. Always for the glory of his Father. When he died... Well, he didn't need a, a will because all he left was the cloak that he'd been wearing and then the soldiers gambled for it. No, he was, a, he was a poor man. So he's there now in the barren desert, the dryness, the desolation. What a contrast. Very quickly it happened as well. That same day. Think about socially. Oh, by the riverside there, being baptized, a great crowd of people well, watching, there was his uh, cousin John the Baptist baptizing him, saw relatives uh, there, the crowds, there was company, there was, uh, there was fellowship, and then driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. There's nobody. Well, there is somebody. <coughs> Lonely, emptiness, isolated. Gone from the present, that beautiful dove descending on him. Now there are vultures, jackals, and hyenas. What a, what a contrast, physically, socially, spiritually. What a contrast for the Lord Jesus Christ. His baptism, and again, his baptism, that gospel picture. We had folks who were being baptized here just uh, three weeks ago on the Sunday morning. Those seven uh, lovely folks from different backgrounds, different ages following the Lord Jesus Christ, their Savior, through the waters of baptism, dying to self, rising to new life, sins washed away in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, the baptism of Jesus. How exciting. How exciting. Uh, The Spirit descending in bodily form, the Father's voice, blessed, divine, fellowship, and there by the River Jordan, a real Uh, mirroring and echoing of eternity. What was God doing in eternity before there ever was a universe? He was quite content thank you very much within the divine being. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the fellowship, the joy, the communication between the three persons of the one being the triune God. God is self-sufficient, self-existent he needs nothing, he needs nobody and there by the river Jordan at his baptism, the Father's approbation of his own. This is my son, my beloved son. In him I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit coming down upon him. Oh, the fellowship divine. Blessed assurance. Bringing great, great joy. You are my son. What a contrast now. A devilish law. The insinuation, the fiend of hell. Eh. You be the son of God, tempted by the very devil of hell. Jesus knew such contrasts many times throughout his life. Look at John chapter 6 and the great crowds of people. He feeds the 5,000. They come back for for more bread. He he says things that are difficult to understand. And then we're told a little way towards the end of John chapter 6. From that point on, many turned away and would no longer walk with him. And he turns to the twelve, will you leave me also? What an answer comes. Lord, to whom can we turn? Are you finding things difficult? Are you tempted to go back? Oh, where are you going to go? If this isn't true, that's a disaster, isn't it? where do we go maybe Trump will become president again put your hope in that maybe it'll be Keir Starmer is your hope in that maybe Burnley will win the Premier League one day is my hope in well that's pretty hopeless where do we go that, that, that new job that, that operation where, where are we going there is a rock You can never move. Unchanging, unchangeable. It has been done. On Calvary, Jesus said, it is finished, accomplished, tetelestai, completed. All that God did ever plan was accomplished for man, for you, for me. Oh, says Peter, well, who are we going to turn to? You have the words of eternal life. We're sticking with you. Stay with him, my friends despite the changes of circumstances, that can be so difficult. Next Sunday morning, we mark, this next Sunday, is it Palm Sunday? And as the Lord Jesus Christ came into Jerusalem, all oh, the crowds and the throngings and the hallelujahs and the hosannas save lord save now blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord the whole crowd cheering the pharisees are really upset tell your disciples to be quiet oh if i did the very rocks themselves would uh, would cry out and sing hosanna hosanna but within a few days that same crowd had turned how quickly how fickle we are left to ourselves I can release somebody, says Pilate. Shall I release Jesus, King of the Jews? No, what shall I do? Away with him. Crucify. Crucify. What a change. What contrasts the Lord Jesus Christ knew. Now, application is obvious. I hope it's obvious, but I'll make it anyway. Us, this Christian life, is a life, this side of glory, of great contrasts, great contrasts. But through all the changing scenes of life, in trouble and in joy, what you and I need to do is keep on leaning on the rock. Got a friend, a minister friend in Swansea, you'll know him, I don't mind naming him, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me naming him, Alan Reese faithful man of God in Town Hill for so many, many years. He retired a number of years ago, but he's still there. He have not found a pastor yet, so he's, he's still there. He's probably preaching uh, again this morning. He rings me from time to time. How are you doing, brother? And so I'll, I'll, I'll answer and, uh, and I'll say, and how are you, Alan? And uh, he'll give me his answer. But the conversation will always end with Alan Reese saying to me, press on, brother. Press on. You ever have a conversation with Alan Rees? He'll end with that. Press on. Keep pressing on. Pressing on to where? Pressing on to what? Well, he's echoing the Apostle Paul, isn't he? For you and me this morning. And Paul knew great contrasts in his life. Oh, the hilltops. I knew a man in Christ once, he says, 14 years ago, caught up to the third heaven. He's speaking about himself in the third person. He says, whether it was in the body or out of the body, I don't know, but he was caught up to paradise. He saw things inexpressible. And then he's being stoned outside a city. And when the, the rascals think they've done their worst and he's dead, they leave him. Was he dead? Wasn't he dead? I, don't know, wouldn't like to see it. But the disciples gathered round and he, he got up, dusted himself off and ran away. No, he went back into the city. Then he's in a, a dungeon at midnight. He's already been lashed and uh, he's there with Silas and he's moaning and groaning. Oh, this is another fine mess, I, I mean. No, of course not. What's he doing? Amazing. How could he, do, how could he sing hymns at midnight with the rats and the smell and the darkness? Because that rock which is Christ was there with him. And my friend, it's not a bed of roses all the way to heaven, is it? And you and I know so many contrasts. We've sung Bunyan's "Him Who Would True Valour See? Have you got a valiant heart, my friend? Or is it a fickle heart that, uh, oh, I thought I'd come to Christ to have a happy, 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 happy time here on planet earth. Oh no, Jesus said, I, in this world you will have tribulation. <laughs> but fear not, for I have overcome the world. Oh, for a heart. <laughs> Who would true valour see? Let him come hither. One here will constantly be. Come wind, come weather. There's no discouragement shall make him once relent whose first avowed intent to be a pilgrim 46 years Now, I know it's real because I'm still pressing on by His grace. I mean, religion I never had any time for. I don't have any time for now. Please give me reality or else I'll just give up. It's got to be real. It's got to be real. And your friends who aren't converted are wondering, is it real? Don't disappoint them. Don't disappoint them. Think of Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. What contrasts Pilgrim knew on the way to heaven. He finds a book, does Pilgrim. And he opens the book. It's the Bible, flee from the wrath to come. Oh, he's troubled by his sin. I mean, life was okay until he recognized he was a sinner. And it's like a burden on his back. And uh, he says to his wife and children, he has to, to, to flee but he doesn't know where to go. He leaves the house, he heads out into the plain and some some friends come after him. What are you doing? What are you doing? Your wife, your children, they're concerned about you. Come back, come back, come back. But Bunyan says he stuck two fingers in his ears and ran off into the plain shouting, life, life, eternal life. I must find an answer to my sin. Eventually, ups and downs, he meets a man called Evangelist. And Evangelist says, oh, you look... uh, Pretty sullen young man. Why so sad? Oh, I have this burden on my back and I've read in this book and I need to flee from the wrath to come. I don't know where to flee to. I don't know how to get rid of this burden. And and, and Evangelist says, do you you see yonder straight gate? No, I I don't. Do you see the light shining? I think I do. Head towards the light, go through the gate and uh, you'll know the answer. And eventually he finds the little narrow gate, goes through it, goes up the hill, and there he sees the cross. He understands what's the answer to my sin. It's not religion. It's not morality. It's Jesus Christ who lived and died and rose again. Oh, and Pilgrim says, I saw it. And the burden fell off my back, rolled away down the hill. And Bunyan says then, Christian gave three leaps for joy and went on his way rejoicing. But was it happy, happy, happy all the way? No, no. Bunyan, it's very realistic. He brings in all the difficulties. Christian falls into the slough of despond. If he had been despondent, he's tried to take a shortcut, and he's fallen into a bog, and he can't get out. He ends up in a place called Doubting Castle, where giant despair He's taunting him. No. But eventually, of course, he reaches the celestial city. Bunyan himself knew great difficulties. Lovely church congregation. And at that time, churches being shut down, ministers being forbidden to preach the gospel. Will that happen again? It's not beyond our thinking, is it? That we will be forbidden to preach these wonderful truths, or what liberty we have now. Thank God, may He protect us and keep us. But while we have this treasure and this freedom to preach it, let's let's avail ourselves of the opportunity to to, to do that. But Bunyan is thrown into Bedford Prison and spends many years in Bedford Prison. Well, why? Why he could look in on himself? Do you know, he was in Bedford Prison, he wrote Pilgrim's Progress. And I'd recommend if you haven't read it, read it. If you have read it, reread it. It's the sort of book you can reread and learn things from. And really, this, this great hymn, Whoso beset him round with dismal stories. Are there even Christians who can discourage you? You're always looking on the dark side. Well, you know, we need each other. Some of us are just of that disposition that it, it is a glass half empty, isn't it? Well, what are you? Are you a glass? Half full, I think we need each other. The glass half empty, oh, be careful. The glass half full, tally-ho, boys, oh, be careful. Tally-ho, maybe we need each other, that, that sort of a balance. But, uh, oh, the tale of woe. What a terrible thing is happening in the life of the church. Whoso oh, beset him round with small stories do but themselves confound. His strength the more is, no lion can him fright. Why? Well, the rock is there. He'll with a giant fight. I know someone bigger than Goliath. But he will have the right to be a pilgrim. Now, you know, I enjoy modern translations of hymns, but uh, this one has been killed in some modern translations because they've left out the hobgoblin. Can you believe it? Oh, long live the hobgoblin in this hymn. Great truth here, hob, goblin, what's one of those? Well, look it up and you'll learn something. No foul fiend can daunt his spirit. He knows he at the end shall life inherit. Then fancies fly away. He'll fear not what men say. He'll labor night and day to be a pilgrim. No, we weren't promised an easy life, but we know where we're going. We know where we are going. We're following our master. We'll know times in our lives of surplus where at the end of a month, there's money. We'll know times of want where at the end of the money, there's month. And you will know, both. and particularly for young families, you know, I, I feel for you. I've been through that. I understand. Where well, there's a month at the end of the money. We, you know, early years of marriage. Difficult times. But uh, here I am. You know, look ahead, young people, young families. There is a future. The mortgage actually does get paid off eventually. Um, so there are encouragements there. Fellowship can be plentiful and then we can know times of loneliness think of you watching online now how many of you would long to be here with us in the building I know that you're blessed there at home but it's so special to be here physically well I remember you and those times when you're cut off from fellowship that rock is still there with you there are times when we in the Christian life, know his presence. Oh, fellowship divine. Sometimes a light surprises a Christian while he sings. Oh, his presence is known and felt. And then there are times we go through so much barrenness and we have to say, where are you, Lord? And then we have to examine ourselves. if there's some sin I've committed? You've looked at that. It's quite likely God is testing you and refining you. Times of health. Times of sickness, times of strength, times of weakness. You know, talking and mixing with some of the younger folks in the church, they really helped me to understand my, my age and the things that you do now that I used to be able to do, I now would never attempt again. Talking to some young people on... Uh, well, one in particular on Wednesday. What are you doing on Saturday? Oh, well, family are coming. My brothers are here. We're gonna, we're gonna, he's playing football and then there's a park run and then we're going to climb a mountain. Goodness me. <laughs> <coughs> but the rock remains the same. Times of victory over sin. Times of failing yet again to that besetting sin. But the rock remains the same. My friends, press on. God is fully committed, am I? If you're not yet saved, trust in him. Trust in him. If you have trusted in him, keep on trusting in Keep on leaning on. Don't don't follow the sheep. Uh, Look to the shepherd. Look to that unchangeable rock. So there we go. There's the first point, and time has gone. So I think we can draw to a conclusion there. This morning I'm not in a hurry, got a little while left here with you and who knows what the future holds for this congregation and and for me. I don't know, I've stopped trying to second guess uh, what the Lord has in store for me uh, and for this church here, but he has his ways and his will. But I think there's enough there for us to think on this morning. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this brief time in your word. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ who was and is fully committed to this great, great plan of salvation. Despite the changing contrasts that he went through, still he pressed on and how he stood and never flinched and went all the way to Calvary. And through the horror of the cross came the glory of the resurrection and the glory of many being saved. Oh, we pray this gospel might continue to resound and to be the focus of our lives and pray for any here this morning who as yet haven't trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would do so before they leave. And we'd be careful to give you all the glory. Amen.